17 uh, this morning. We'll look at verse number 11 through 19. Luke 17, verse 11 through uh, verse 19. Y'all ready for Thanksgiving? Yeah. That's this week, by the way. Did y'all know that? How many get off Thursday and Friday? Anybody get off Thursday and Friday? How, how many of you, how many is off at least Thursday? Off Thursday? Anybody happen to work Thursday? Anybody? One person. Two people. You don't have to work Thursday? You have to work Thursday? You're a mother. You work all the time. I knew that was coming. I knew that was coming. That's exactly right. Hey, just send you all your kids outside. They'll be okay. Especially where you live is Denny. Come on, where are they going to go? All right. Well, praise the Lord. Yeah, mother never gets a day off. That's for sure. That's for sure. So, well, anyway, I hope you all have a good Thanksgiving. I hope you get to relax a little bit. And uh, I, I enjoyed the holiday. Um, my wife already says I'm in holiday mode. And uh, that's not true. Otherwise, I'd have canceled services today. But... Uh, <laughs> But I want to tell you what, I, I, I enjoy the holidays. I really do. I enjoy Thanksgiving. I enjoy Christmas. And nice to get with family. And uh, it's nice for the change of pace, uh, at least for us. And I'm sure the same for you. Luke chapter 17. Uh, <clears throat> let's go ahead and pray first, and we'll jump right into this this morning. Heavenly Father, Lord, thank you for the opportunity to be in church. I ask you to please now give us the words to say. Lord, it's so easy, I think, sometimes to look at familiar stories and... Um, just miss, uh, Lord, even a, not a new truth, but something we met, maybe missed before. Help that not to happen this morning. Help us, Father, Lord, to take the principles, uh, not just the thankfulness, but all the principles in this story and apply to our own life. Lord, bless your people, and Lord, help them have a good um, holiday season and as far as Thanksgiving. And Lord, what a reminder uh, for all of us, uh, not just as an American, but as a Christian. Lord, how thankful we should be. Lord, again, we appreciate all that you do for us. Father, if there's someone in the services today not saved, draw them to you. Help us as Christians. In Jesus' name, amen. Luke chapter 17. Let's look at verse number 11 now. Luke chapter 17, and we'll pick it up in verse number 11. I forgot my handy-dandy glasses. You know what I should do? I should do it. Um, I've got to be careful here. <clears throat> I thought about putting a chain around my neck and just kind of wear them, wear them right, right here. I hope none of you have that on right now. <laughs> okay, I think I'm ready. My, you know, my, my son, said, I think it was Silas, uh, he said to me the other day, he said, son, or he said, Dad, we need to get you some glasses that don't look so old. I don't know what he's trying to say about the glasses that I wear. He says that they look old, apparently. So. But uh, how many of you wore glasses all of your life? All of your, all your life? So you've looked old all of your life. And I guess that's what he means, all right? Luke chapter 17. Verse number 11 it says, And it came to pass, as he went to Jerusalem, being Jesus, as he went to Jerusalem, that he passed through the midst of Samaria and Galilee. And he entered into a certain village. There met him ten men that were lepers, which stood afar off. And they lifted up their voices and said, Jesus, Master, have mercy on us. And when he saw them, he said unto them, Go show yourselves unto the priest. And it came to pass that as they went, they were cleansed. And one of them, when he saw that he was healed, turned back and with a loud voice glorified God and fell on his face at his feet, giving him thanks. And he was a Samaritan. Luke 17, verse 17 says, And Jesus answering said, Were there not ten cleansed, but where are the nine? There are not found that return to give glory to God, save this stranger. And he said unto him, Arise, go thy way. Thy faith hath made thee whole. Interesting story. This is the only place in the Bible that ten lepers are mentioned. Uh, it's amazing how God repeats miracles in the Gospels or parables, but he does not repeat this one. Uh, this particular story, Jesus is on his way to Jerusalem. <clears throat> he going, he's going through Samaria and Galilee. And all of a sudden there was these ten men. They were lepers. We understand leprosy. Obviously a picture of sin in the scripture. But leprosy was a real disease. All right. Now in their day, it was called leprosy. In our day, it's called covid I'm guessing it's the same because they had to wear a mask over their upper lip. 
And the only difference is, is that if you had leprosy, you wore the mask. In our day, it doesn't matter if you have it or not, you wear a mask also. And so it's just a new style of COVID is all I can figure out. Anyway, that was a joke. All right, so anyway, but the lepers, uh, according to the book of Leviticus, they had certain things they had to do. Number one, they had to keep six feet. I'm just joking, all right? I just, I'm sorry. I got to get that out of my mind, all right? Actually, they had to stay from what I'm told 100 feet away from other people, but they had to be a distance from other people. And they, uh, if they came near anybody, they had to cover their upper lip. They had to say, unclean, unclean. Um, they, the reason for it is because leprosy was contagious. Uh, contagi- uh, it was one of those diseases that uh, usually started somewhere in the facial, whether it was the nose, ear, sometimes below the chin, obviously sometimes the forehead, or on the forehead or back. But the, the, it would start off by a discoloration of the skin. Uh, that leprosy would eventually, over time, it could last 10 or 20 years, leprosy. But when a person got leprosy, what it was, it was, it was a deterioration of the tissue between the bones. And um, so what would happen is eventually a person could actually their, lose their ear. They could lose the side of their eye. Um, it was just a deterioration and eventually killed them. It was, there was no cure for leprosy. I mean, so it was, a, it was a bad disease. And so these 10 lepers, they obviously heard of Jesus or knew of Jesus because they said, hey, they cried out aloud, Jesus, have mercy on us. And, of course, uh, Jesus looked to them and says, listen, go show yourself to the priest. And, of course, as they went, they were cleansed. One guy comes back, falls at feet, Jesus' feet, and he's, he basically says, thank you, gives thanks. And God says, you've glorified God. Now, I want to talk to you a little bit about several things about the story this morning. And I'm going to end with, if the Lord allows us, the idea of being thankful uh, this morning. And all of us should be thankful for everything. Amen? Amen. It's our verse for next week. And everything give thanks. Good, bad. We're supposed to thank the Lord for everything. And I want to tell you, sometimes that's hard as a Christian. It's easy to thank the Lord for the good things. It's hard to thank God for the bad things that happen in our life. Let's quickly run through some lessons about this story, okay? I think the first lesson that I see is this, is that Jesus did not accidentally pass by that place. He knew exactly where those 10 lepers were. Jesus knew exactly what their need was in their life. And Jesus knows our need, and he knows exactly where we are. You know, sometimes we, because we get our short vision only sees what's in front of us, and God's long vision sees the end of life and eternity, Sometimes we make decisions or we see things in a wrong situation because of what's going on in our life. I'm just trying to tell you, God knows your need. God knows what you're, what you're going through, and he knows exactly where you're at. Sometimes a person gets discouraged. You know, I just, can't, I just don't know if I can make it, and it's just like almost nobody cares, and nobody knows what's going on. There is somebody, all right? And it's God casting all your care upon him. Why? For he careth for you. First Peter chapter 5, verse number 7 and 8 there. I'm just trying to tell you this morning that God knew exact Jesus, knew exactly where these lepers were, and he knew exactly what their need was. And he knows what your need is this morning. You might have come this morning to church and just kind of, oh, maybe, maybe you're discouraged. Maybe you're having a difficult uh, time in life. You know, this morning getting ready for the, this, uh, I don't have this happen very often. I'm not a kind of very, a very discouraging type person. I mean, I discourage a lot of people, but I don't get discouraged. <laughs> I am not, I'm not a discouraged type of person. And this morning I was getting ready and it's like, I don't want to go to church this morning. At first, I'm telling you, it doesn't happen to me very often. I don't want to see anybody this morning. I don't want to see you this morning. All right. I'm just telling you, these things do not happen to me. All right. I don't, I'm going home. I'm tired. All right. I didn't want to teach the lesson this morning. I just, I don't know. It just something like something came over me. And I'm just trying to tell you that you are going to have days like that. You don't want to be around anybody. You don't want to talk to anybody. You say, I get up on a regular basis and like that. Well, that's, there's something wrong, okay? 
But can I just tell you that you are going to have times in your life of ups and downs, mountains and valleys in your life. And I want to tell you, God knows exactly what you're going through in your life. God knew exactly where these, where these 10 men were. He knew exactly what they were going through. He knew exactly what they were going to ask because the Bible says he knows what you have need of. So in our lives, we must keep going regardless. And God knows where we're at and what we need. Something else I think is interesting is this, is that uh, in verse number 13 of this, the 17 verse 13, all they had to do was ask. And they lifted up their voices and said, Jesus, Master, have mercy on us. That's all they did was ask. You have not because, you know, it's funny. We know that verse by heart, but we don't think about the reason we're going through what we're going through or what we don't have that we wish we had is because we don't even ask for it. My kids uh, have definitely learned the lesson of just ask. They've just learned it. I'm just telling you. They have no apprehension about asking for about anything. Right? And uh, I'd rather them ask their mother. Their mother is a whole lot more frugal, and she is a whole lot easier to say, no, you're not having that. No, you don't need that. All right? No, you're, we're, we're ordering off the dollar menu. All right? I mean, my, my kids, I, I, I like to do for them. All right? I'm just, it's just the way it is. You want to go out and eat? Let's go. Where do you want to go? Last night, um, I don't know what it is, but my kids really like those new cold, they're cold noodles. Cold noodles. There's a Chinese town. And they cold, and I, number one, I, I'm not a noodle person. Number two, I don't like things cold. I'm going to eat. I want it hot. But there's something about it. My kids really, really like it. So I swang through there last night. I picked up the cold noodles. And, and my wife has made, made something else for supper, but I just kind of an addition. But uh, I, you know why I did it? It's because I love my kids. Amen. I want to do for them. Amen. Can I just tell you, your heavenly father loves you. Yes. And he wants to do for you. But you know what we do? I don't know why I don't have this and why I can't have this. When did you ask last? You know, God says, ask and it shall be given unto you. Seek and you shall find. Knock and it shall be opened to you. Matthew 21, 22, in all things whatsoever you shall ask in prayer, believing you shall receive. It's just a matter of, God, I need you to do this for me. Or I want you to do it for me. All right? And so, again, I see that all they do is ask. And just little principles here in this story. I found something else that's kind of interesting. In verse number 20, I'm sorry, verse number 14, excuse me, verse 14, it says, And when he saw them, he said unto them, Go show yourselves, to, uh, go show yourselves unto the priest. And it came to pass that, these next three words are interesting, as they went, they were cleansed. You know, I, I think it's just another reminder that um, our faith is demonstrated by our obedience. Amen. Think about that. As they went. If you've ever read Hebrews chapter 11, the hall of faith, you're going to find out it says, by faith Abel, by faith Noah, by faith Abraham. But if you follow farther, a little farther in the verse, you're going to find out an action word that demonstrated their faith. Just when you think about these ten, these ten lepers, all Jesus said was, go show yourself to the priest. And the Bible says that by the, the, the action showed their faith, that as they went. Now, I don't know what happened, okay? Somehow, some way, they felt a cleansing or a healing inside of their body. Amen. They had to have because they knew they were healed. All right? I don't, I don't know if there was a tingle. I don't know if all of a sudden um, they just felt something. But something happened that as soon as they turned and as they went, they knew they were, as the Bible calls it, cleansed. Amen. Cleansed. It's, it's an action. Can I tell you that the same thing in our life is that we show God that we believe him by what we do. It's not just because I believe God. Okay, 
Anybody can say that. But what shows God that we believe him is when we practice by faith. All right, so you don't have the finances for things, and all of a sudden on Sunday comes around, and you put your tithe and offering in. Can I just tell you what that is? That's an action of faith. Well, I got these bills over here, but I'm going to make sure I put God first. That's an action of faith. You know, there's different things in our life that we do that shows God that we believe him. We, We take him at his word. And that's what we're supposed to do. We're supposed to show God. A person uh, gets baptized or a person is willing to serve. They put action to their faith. And when they do that, they said, let's take God at his word. All right. Now, this morning, let me just close with this. And I say close. I want to deal with this last thing. It's Thanksgiving this week. So let's talk about the thankfulness of this. Okay. Let's let's read the verses first. All right. You got your Bible there. Look at verse number 15. Verse 15 and says, and one of them, when he saw that he was healed, turned back and with a loud voice glorified God. Now, let me just stop before reading the next one. Let me just say this. The Bible says one of them. In fact, Jesus, when he comes back, Jesus' response to him says, was, was this, where are the nine? All right? Now, I, this is what I gather from this, okay? How many of the lepers were cleansed? How many of the lepers said thank you? A whole lot easier to have faith than it is to be thankful. How many of you know for sure you're on your way to heaven? Say amen. amen. How many of you can say that you're truly thankful? Okay, not everybody. It's a whole lot easier to have faith than it is to be thankful. You know, it goes against our nature to be thankful, to be appreciative, to show gratitude for what's done in our life. Hey, if you, I know when we had kids were a lot younger, I know that every time we would go out, we would have to say, what do you say? Yep. You know what? Because it's not natural for our children to be thankful. We give them an ice cream cone. We give them something to eat. They get done finishing a meal. You know, it ought, to be, it ought to be responsive when a child gets up to look to their mother and say, hey, mom, thanks for, the, thanks for the meal. But those things have to be taught because it's not part of their nature to be thankful. So, again, you understand that 10%, 1 out of 10, 10% is the average that the Bible shows in this story here that actually said thank you. You know, we can all say that we're thankful, but when's the last time you said thank you to somebody? Was it last night? What was it for? Was it the day before? Was it a month ago? I mean, when and how often are you saying, thank you for doing that for me? Something else that's interesting in this um, statement here in verse number 15. What's the last two words of verse number 15? Glorified God. Jump down to verse number 18. There are not found that return to give what? You know what I see is that thankfulness brings glory to the Lord. And by the way, that's what we're supposed to do. Is that not right? For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory. glory. In other words, we're supposed to bring honor to God. You know what brings honor to God? By being thankful. Amen. You know why we're not thankful? Is because we think that we deserve what we're being given instead of looking at it as, hey, I don't deserve that. So, and you know what that does? It gives glory to God when we are thankful. All right, now follow me for just a moment here. Look what else he says here in verse number 16 with me. All right, verse number 16. It says, and he fell down on his face at, at, at his feet, giving him thanks, and he was a Samaritan, all right, which again, he was not Jew. Some would consider him half Jew, um, half Gentile, as far as a Samaritan. It goes on to say, verse 17, and Jesus answering said, were there not ten cleansed, but were there nine? There are not found that return to give glory, save the stranger. And he said unto him, arise, go thy way. Read the last phrase, verse 19 with me, ready? Thy faith, thy faith hath made thee whole. 
Church, do we under, what, you, what we see here is this, is that there were only nine cleansed, but there was only one made whole, all right? Think about this for a moment here. It, it appears to me that when the Bible says that they were cleansed, that the leprosy stopped, but we also find that there was only one person made whole, which to me gives the indication that if a person had lost an ear, they got the ear back. He was made whole. If a person had lost his hand, he got his hand back. Can I just tell you that God always blesses a person who is thankful? Amen. He always blesses a person who's thankful. A person who's gracious about what they've been given and what they have. Church, I mean, the model prayer, the very first thing we're supposed to do in the model prayer, our Father which art in heaven, isn't it interesting that he ends the model prayer, I'm sorry, he begins the model prayer and ends the model prayer with a person just simply giving glory to God as far as being thankful. You know, we as Christians ought to work at being thankful to others. Amen. <clears throat> I was talking about in um, Bus Devotions yesterday about Proverbs 11.30, the fruit of the righteous is the tree of life and he that wanted souls is wise. There's nothing wrong with using that uh, he that wanted souls is wise as far as salvation, as far as winning souls to Christ. But when that was written, you didn't go out and knock on a door and tell somebody about Jesus Christ to win a soul to Christ. When Solomon wrote that, he was talking about influencing others. You're not going to influence others if you don't win them to yourselves, like knocking on a door. A person's not going to talk to you if they're not receptive to you. Yeah. All right? Can I, I, we, we should teach our children all the time that they should talk to people and show appreciation to people. Someone opens the door for them when they walk through. They ought to say thank you. A person, uh, our seven-year-old or eight-year-old is in study school class and they're given a piece of candy. They ought to say thank you, Amen. all right? Now, how, we train that and we teach that, but do we exemplify that? Being thankful. Amen. Fellas, I want to tell you where it begins. It's being thankful to your wife. Amen. Your children are going to see that. They're going to hear that. Thank you for doing that. Thank you for taking care of that. Thank you for the meal that you provided. You know, they're going to copy you in these areas of being grateful and being thankful. That's right. Isn't it interesting we call this Thursday thanks what? Giving. giving. How, do I, how do I show thanks? I give. I, I don't only give thanks verbally, but I, I show that thanks in my giving. And I'm just trying to tell you that when you look at the story of the ten lepers, only 10% of, uh, of these guys even said thank you and it brought glory to God and God said okay now I'm going to reward you because of that I'm going to allow you to become whole while the other nine they're going to have to live with the scars of that leprosy the rest of their life you won't have to simply why because he said thank you he gave thanks hey all of us need to be thankful and in everything give thanks and whatever's going on in your life we need to make sure that you're always on a regular basis thanking God for what he brings into your life whether it's good or bad you know why because it's the will of God concerning you. Not your wife, not your brother, not your sister. Concerning you, this is God's will for my life, is to be thankful for what he's brought into my life. This coming Thursday, when they sit at the table and they'll, Lord permitting, sit down and have this spread of food and we eat of, the, of that food, we usually thank the Lord for the food, but do we really thank the Lord for what he's done that year or prior to that meal or what he's doing in our life? So easy to take things for granted. Listen, I hope that this coming Thanksgiving that you take time to teach your children Show your children, hey, listen, this is the one day that the United States of America has set aside to be thankful, but this is not just a one day of the year thing. Yeah. We're supposed to be thankful every day of the year. Amen. That's what the Lord wants us to do.